Good morning. So uh, this morning is uh, baby dedication, which is always a lot of fun and uh, very encouraging. And uh, we are thinking about what you're dedicated to. What is a dedication all about? What are you dedicated to? And uh, here's a few things I'm dedicated to. One, uh, hot showers. Whenever I remodel a house, one of my top five priorities, I design the whole remodel to make sure that when you flush the toilet, the hot, the hot water stays hot. The shower stays hot. And there's lots of it. I am committed to Rambiolo's coffee and cinnamon rolls. Uh, I plan my day to figure out how I can get those as much as possible. Obviously, if you get them too much, it doesn't work out. And then uh, I love Michigan football. Uh, on Saturdays, I plan my day around um, Michigan football. I want to be able to, to be able to see the game. It's gotten worse. Now I plan my week around reading stories about it and different pieces along the way. And I love God's Word. I, I center my day around making sure that I get to spend some time in God's Word. And so what you're dedicated to, it shows what you worship. What you're dedicated to shows what you worship. Worship is to show something to be worthwhile. You're, you're giving it worth. That is important. That's what worship is. Worship is anything or any time that you are going, out, that's really valuable. I want to show, I want to somehow communicate that that's valuable. That's what dedication, that's what I'm dedicated to. That's what I'm worshiping. And worship can bring incredible inspiration. It can inspire you. It can, it can bring fulfillment. It can bring purpose. It can also turn you into a slave. You can become a slave of that thing. And it really has to do with whether or not you worship something that is alive and worthwhile, or if you worship what's called an idol or an empty or dead idol. And we've been working through the 40 days of grace, and uh, I, don't, I don't want that for you. I don't want you to live your life worshiping something that you, man, you gave your life to it, but then it ended up being empty and shallow. And I certainly don't want that for your kids. And so as we make this dedication, because the, the parents are going to make a dedication to God, but we as a church are going to make a dedication to God on behalf of the parents as well. I want us to, uh, to think through how do we, we don't, we don't want to come up empty. We want to be able to live a life that's really living. And so in just a little short moment here, I'm going to walk you through that. We're working through the 40 days of grace. This is it. This is the end of the 40 days of grace. You guys have been uh, drinking from a fire hose. And the first eight chapters of Romans is actually not teaching you how to live. It's all, it's teaching you what's true. It's called theology. It's teaching you about God and how to relate to God. There's almost nothing in those verses that says, therefore, you should. All right? This is how you should interact with that. Well, today's verse, if you go to Romans chapter 12, that's when he begins to go, okay, because all of that's true, this is what you should do. This is the steps you should take. And we're just going to take the very first verse uh, and take a look at that pretty quickly today. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, so he's talking to those who have come to know Christ as their personal Savior. They've They've come to accept what Christ did on the cross for them, to forgive them of their sins and be able to take them to heaven. He says, 
I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, looking back at the first eight chapters, looking back at what God has done, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This was a revolutionary idea. Revolutionary idea. Now, uh, it's not fair if you weren't here earlier. All you have to do is just go back and listen to the last six messages at Skyline. They're online. You can pick them up. Please do. Uh, but we're, we're kind of stepping from there into this message. And in those, you remember that first message when I told you, listen, you don't have a chance. God is holy. You're under his wrath, and it doesn't matter what you do. Changing your behavior isn't going to change that one bit. And I walked off the stage. Why did I walk off the stage? I want to make it really, really clear for you. It's over. There's no hope. Stop trying to become a better person. It won't get you a relationship with God. Stop. Now, what, we're, what happened then was... A number of people were, they were shocked, but they were also began to get a little upset. They're like, wait a minute. No, 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 that's not how the system works. The system works that God wants you, the whole reason that God interacts is God wants you to become a better person, and if you become a better person, he's happier. That's called transactional. And we are used to transactional. We understand transactional. It's how we interact with almost everything. Your whole life is built on, listen, I want what you have. If I give you this, will you give me what you have? If you have a, if, if you're in business, that's what business is all about. I want to give you the least amount of this for the most amount of that. It's transactional. If you have a not so good marriage, your marriage is transactional. And it, it, your marriage naturally drifts toward transactional because it's how we interact. What do you mean? I mean that when you get in a fight, you come up with a list of all the bad things that person did, and you make it very clear. I did a few bad things, but you did more. I win. Or it's transactional on what you might call the positive side. You give a list of all the great things you did and all the great things they did. Your list is much longer. You win. Now, for poor men, wives have this incredible memory. They remember every great thing they've ever done, ever. So, as you, it's transactional. Does that make sense? What I told you in that first message was, God's not interested in transactional. You don't have anything to give him. He's not interested. So then we learned that God, instead of asking for something, gave his life. He gave his life to set you free, to forgive you of your sins, and he wants to give you his righteousness. He literally wants to give you his life. Not based on you giving him anything. You accept it by faith. You can't earn it. You accept it by faith. And you're excited about that. People are excited about that. Like, this is great. This is awesome. And you're ready to go right back into transactional. Now that I know Jesus is my Savior, I'm going to do this for him, and he's going to bless me. I'm going to do a baby dedication, and I'm going to dedicate my child to God, and then he's going to be happy about that, and then he's going to bless me. 
I'm going to do these things, and then he's going to bless me. And that led us to the blue card, which ticked a lot of people off too. Don't let that bother you. It always ticks people off. Why does it tick people off? Because you think your relationship with God is transactional. And what the blue card showed you, the blue card, don't have time to go all the way through it again. If you weren't here, you got to go back to the message and find that out. You said, no, it's transactional. What the blue card said was, no, it's not. More sin, more grace. More sin, more grace. Wait. What? Yeah, no. Jesus said these four things are true. So you know what? Because these four things, if this is true, you, you, you can sin. If this is true, you can sin. If this is true, you can sin. If this is true, you can sin. And people heard that, and they're like, that's not right. No. Because you're interacting that it's transactional. No, the whole deal with me and God is, I don't sin, he blesses me. I do sin, he doesn't bless me. I sin, God's sad. I don't sin, God's happy. That's transactional. And what we learned about grace is, no, no. God relates to you based on what he's done for you, not what you do for him, ever. God is not looking for a transaction. So the beginning of this verse is, I therefore urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, in view of the fact that God gave everything for you and to you, and, and you're going to go, yeah, because God gave me all that. I need to give him. No. No. Because God invited me to share his life. I have the option not to have a transaction. I have an option to respond. It's not transactional. It's a response. I'm going to respond to who God says I am. I'm going to respond to what God has done. I'm going to respond to who God is to me and who I am to him. And what we learned in Romans is that he's given you a brand new heart. You have a relationship with, now, with him now where his spirit and your spirit are one. Therefore, you're everything he ever dreamed you would be. Well, that's a what? Yeah. In your spirit, you're everything he ever dreamed you'd be. You already belong totally to God. You're one. In view of that being true, because that is true, you have an opportunity to respond. How would you respond? Offer your bodies as living sacrifice. In other words, you have an opportunity to worship God, to show God how worthy he is to you. As a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. It's interesting. He doesn't ask you to offer his heart, your heart, or your spirit, or your attitude, or your, nope, your bodies. How does that work? Well, 
If you offer God, I'm just going to go with two right now. You can offer God your eyes, and you can offer God your tongue. How does that work? Well, in your normal everyday life, you decide what's good and what's right and what you're going to watch and whether you should watch that or whether you shouldn't have watched that. If you offer your eyes as a living sacrifice to God, you do not do that. You go, God, what do you want to see with your eyes? God, they're your eyes. What do you want to see with your eyes? You do not ask because they're no longer your eyes. You can't sacrifice them and keep them at the same time. You can't give them to God and have control of them at the same time. Parents do this with money with their kids all the time. Here, you can have this money. You can spend it on anything you want. They're walking down the street, and they sense a candy store over there. And off they go to the candy store. And as you enter the candy store, you go, well, you, 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 can't, you can't spend it on candy. I thought it was my money. We often do that with God, right? We give it to God, and then we still, we're still going to control it. We're still going to make the decision. No. When you give your eyes to God, you make the decision. You are responding to God. God, they're your eyes. They're yours. What do you want to look at? Not what do you want me to look at. What do you want to look at today? Your tongue. You no longer are judging what you say based on whether or not you think it's right or wrong. You're no longer saying, well, you've got to understand how I grew up, and you have to understand who, where I work with. You've got to understand it's not your tongue. What comes out of your mouth, God, what do you want me to say? How do you want me to say it? Why? It's his tongue. It's not your tongue. And that is really living. Before we walk into the baby dedication, many, many parents worship their kids. What do you mean? They build their lives around their kids. And they think that because they love their kids and they build their lives around their kids, that then God will bless them. You are worshiping a false god. And what will happen is you will sacrifice your body to that god. You will not respond to God. And when you get done, you're going to be sad. Why? Because it's powerless and it makes you a slave. If I put Michigan football at the center of my life, I'm going to become a slave to it. I love J.J. McCarthy. He's our quarterback. He not only doesn't know my name, he's never seen me. <laughs> and he never will. Unless I stay after a game and wait by the tunnel and go, would you take a picture with me? <laughs> he still won't know who I am. It's an empty God. 
We're going to make a dedication. I want to encourage you. Don't make a transaction with God today. Respond. Respond. Because people who respond to the mercies of God, they live. They really, really live.